Hello and welcome to Unchanging Principles. I'm your host, Josh Carter, and this is my podcast. Now, a lot of you have reached out to me to ask me if I'm still doing my podcast, and the answer is yes. Um, but I have had a lot of things in my life that have taken all of my attention recently. And some of those things were good, and some of those things were not good at all. I was working on an episode on uh, the origins of my grandfather's voting rights advocacy, you know, because I want to tell the story about why he cares so much about democracy in America and around the world. And I'm going to, you know, in fact, I was in the final stages of editing that episode uh, when I was invited to design and build an anniversary present to celebrate my grandparents' 75 years of marriage. Now, some friends of mine who are uh, friends of my grandparents and supporters of the Carter Center commissioned two statues of my grandparents, and I built the cabinet that they now rest on. Now, I built the cabinet on my grandfather's workbench, and I used my grandfather's tools, and I used wood from his woodworking shop. So it was a really cool project, and that cabinet now lives in the historic Plains High School, and it's now the centerpiece uh, welcoming visitors into the Jimmy Carter Museum in Plains. Now, this is one of the most exciting and fulfilling and rewarding projects that I've ever done. Uh, and I cannot wait to tell you about that project as well. And I was working on that project uh, when I got another phone call from my dad. And he told my brother and me that my mom had to be rushed to the hospital. And my mom was in the hospital for a couple of weeks, and, and she never got better. And in the morning of September 19th, 2021, I lost my mom. My brother Jamie and I took care of all the arrangements and I wrote and delivered her eulogy at uh, my grandparents' church in Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains, Georgia. So the remainder of this episode is that eulogy that I delivered uh, at my mom and at Carter's memorial, celebrating my mom's life. And this audio comes from a video of the service, which I have linked to on my website. And additionally, a lot of the I have a lot of photos accompanying the text of this eulogy, which I've also posted on my website. It's unchangingprinciples.com. I got to say, it's been a rough couple of months, but for sure. And my backlog of stories that I want to tell is growing. Um, but for now, I'm going to remember my mom uh, with the service that I delivered for my family and friends at my mom's memorial. So if you're up for it, um, I'm going to start my mom's eulogy now we're going to have a eulogy by Josh Carter um, thank you all for being here I look around the crowd and I can just see how much my mom was loved um, I have some words I'd like to say about my mom. Annette Davis Carter was born on November 5th, 1952, and she died on September 19th at the age of 68. She was my mom. Annette lived a remarkable life. She was born in Arlington, Georgia, to George and Dorothy Davis, and she met my dad on the first day of school at Georgia Southwestern. My dad saw her across the student center where he was playing spades, and he told his friends, turn around and look at that pretty girl that just walked in the room. He said, I'm going to marry her. Four years later, he did. The very next day of school, the second day, my dad found out that he was in the same math class as Annette. 
so he sat right, be right be uh, behind her. And she failed her first exam, which isn't a surprise to anybody who knew in that. <laughs> and my dad helpfully offered to tutor her in math. And uh, my mom apparently did not object to seeing more of this kid from Plains. And uh, she agreed that she needed some help uh, being tutored in math. And it didn't have anything to do with the fact that a, uh, a tutor could stay in the girls' dorm until 10. <laughs> Strictly educational. My dad, uh, my mom got a B in the class that year, and my dad got a C. <laughs> and my mom never let anybody forget that part of the story. It was her favorite part, but uh, if my dad was around, none of us ever went to my mom for help in math. <laughs> now, up until two weeks ago, my parents had been dating together since math class. They dated while my grandfather was then governor of Georgia. She went on with my dad um, on the presidential campaign. And the whole family was involved in the campaign. And each family member had a, uh, was in charge of a different state. And uh, my mom and dad had some of their best friends from college in the campaign, and some of you all in the room right now. And they drove all over the country campaigning door to door to get Jimmy Carter elected. And uh, it really irritated him when, in the middle of the campaign, they caused uh, my grandfather to take a day off of campaigning to go to their wedding. And on April 6, 1975, they were married. They did it anyway. And they were married for 46 years. Now, my parents enjoyed being newlyweds alone together, and they liked hosting friends and entertaining, which they did for about eight years before they had me. My mom had three boys. I was the oldest. And then they had Jeremy and then Jamie. After Jamie, my parents stopped trying for a girl. My mom was a homemaker, and she was devoted to raising us three boys. My mom ran us to school, to summer camp, soccer games, doctor's appointments, restaurants, and friends' houses. And even though we would drive her crazy sometimes, she loved her boys more than anything. One of her favorite new parent stories came out of uh, my preschool graduation. Someone told her the wrong time for uh, the class graduation, and she showed up right as it ended. And she didn't get to see me walk across the stage. And, and that collapsed in the pew in the back, sobbing that she missed the big event. So my teacher, thinking quickly, told us all that their first graduation was just a test, just a trial run, and we all lined up and graduated again so my mom could watch it. <laughs> now my wife and I, Sarah, we have a remarkably similar story to my parents. Sarah and I met in a middle school English class, and we've been together ever since eighth grade. We stayed together for um, eight, year, eight more years of school, and we got married a month after we graduated from college. We bought a house together, and we also enjoyed being newlyweds, newlyweds alone together. And people kept asking us when we were going to have kids. And whenever it came up, my dad would say, I'm not in a hurry. Have kids when you're ready to have kids. My mom would say, your dad's not in a hurry. <laughs> this went on for about six years. So my favorite story of my mom was on my dad's 60th birthday. We liked hosting friends entertaining, so I invited my parents and my brothers to my house to celebrate. And his present that year was a copy of Goodnight Moon. And a birthday card that said, Happy birthday, Grandpa. Love Josh, Sarah, and baby. My mom and dad were sitting next to each other on the couch, reading the card together. And before my dad finished reading it, my mom did, and she snatched it out of his hand, and she clutched to her chest. She immediately started crying, and she went and tackled Sarah. My dad was at first shocked and confused that he was left out of what seems like a big present. Uh, but he figured it out like half a second later. I never saw her so happy. 
My wife and I had another son. My brother Jamie finally gave her a granddaughter. And she loved her grandkids with all of her heart. Now, Jamie and I formed relationships and moved out of their house after college, but my brother Jeremy lived at home. And for the rest of Jeremy's life, he stayed up late hanging out with my mom almost every night. My brother Jeremy died suddenly five days before Christmas in 2015. My brother's death changed our family forever. I didn't know anything could hurt that bad. My main comfort through all this is my mom no longer misses Jeremy. These last few weeks have been extremely hard. Even though we uh, had a little time to prepare, it didn't make it any easier. There's just no way to prepare for losing your mom. We're all heartbroken all over again. So I'm looking at a time, looking forward to the time when I can focus on memories of my mom that I like a lot better. For example, in our obituary, we wrote that my mother loved a white elephant gift. Dad would call us on Valentine's Day, and he'd say, what do y'all want for Christmas? <laughs> We'd laugh, and Dad's annual ritual was just throwing in the towel, and he says, I can't stop her. It's no use. My mom started buying Christmas presents, like, you know, in numbers around June. And uh, by the time December 25th finally rolled around, you couldn't hardly walk into the living room, let alone get near the tree. And they weren't all prizes. <laughs> One bag might be a jar of salsa. One bag was almost certainly socks. I got a bag of air once. I got pickles a lot. My mom was offbeat. For her, Christmas wasn't just a time for giving. Christmas was a time for fun. It was a time to be silly and ridiculous. We'd make each other laugh. It was really funny to her for Jamie and me to drive away with a car full of random stuff we had no idea what to do with. <laughs> it was also immensely satisfying to her to get our kids really excited. She never forgot anyone. Every single year she bought toys for distant cousins I didn't even know I had. But those cousins, maybe fourth cousins, would have a present under their tree from Annette. My mom would hide Christmas presents in her closet, in her office. And I was looking in her office just moments after she died. And the first thing that I found was a small handwritten note in a bowl on her desk. And I found the symmetry just astounding and it stopped me in my tracks. The note itself is not dated, but I knew immediately. It was written on April 24th, 1991. It was a letter that she wrote me when she gave my brother Jamie. And now that I have Jamie, I'm not alone. Here's how the note reads. Dear Joshua, if you are reading this note, it means I had to go to the hospital today after I saw the doctor. So I'll say goodbye in a note. You'll be able to talk with me on the phone soon and come see me soon. Remember, I love you and I miss you. Be a sweet boy and help Grandmommy and Mary. Good night. I love you. Love Mommy. Good night, Mommy. I love you too.